Hey, what up, everybody? This is Pastor Jay North here on My Two Cents, the podcast. Uh, listen, man, I'm so glad that you tuned in to the next episode. And if you're not familiar, man, with My Two Cents, the podcast, man, we just kind of tackle any and everything, man, from ministry uh, to everyday events um, to just real life stuff. Uh, listen, you can catch us on uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iTunes, My Two Cents, the podcast. And check us out on Facebook. We've got a Facebook page, My Two Cents, the podcast. Um, so I know you're going to be tremendously blessed uh, by this next episode. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Pastor Jay here on My Two Cents. And the the topic for today is, does personal success build spiritual influence <clears throat> does personal success build spiritual influence and the reason i got on this topic the reason i got on this subject is because i was having a conversation yesterday with a very good friend of mine and we were just simply talking about kind of the maintenance of ministry how you know, listen, when you first get out of seminary or <clears throat> you first get into your first church, um, you're super ambitious. You're real excited. You're going to take on the world. You're going to change. You're going to grow this church that <laughs> may have not grown in 20, 30 years. So, you know, you're going to set out like, hey, man, I'm going to change the world. Um you know, with my abilities, whether, you know, I'm a great preacher, I see myself as a great communicator, maybe I think I'm a good administrator, I'm very organized, um, I have some wonderful ideas, I may have had even had some success um, in other places, you know, doing some of the different things, but just really feel like I can uh, move a church in the pos a positive direction. Uh, and then you get there and, you know, you, 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 you're pushing along and you're going through the, the ups and the downs, the woes of, of uh, being out in ministry, having your first church or your first church district. Um, some guys, you know, come into ministry and they're, they're assigned as associates. And so there's a kind of, a, you know, maybe a one to three year waiting period before they go out and get their own church. But at the end of the day, when you get your own church. You think that you're going to essentially change the game. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and you're going to come in. You're going to assess. You're going to take the information you've learned, the theology you've learned, and and try to apply it in this little local setting. All right? So then, um, you know, reality kicks in at some point <laughs> within the first Oh, boy, 8 to 12 months. Reality begins to kick in. And so now you're like, well, well, man, man, how can I be a little more efficient? How can we do some things that are really going to benefit um, our community? All right. So that, you know, everybody jumps on the whole, you know, the community bandwagon. Oh, we got to we got to help our community. We got to. Um, you know, we got to be that church that they'll miss us if we're gone. Um, all this, you know, you have all this talk. OK. Uh, at the same time, you're looking at your bottom line, your tithe, you're looking at your baptisms. And of course, you want people and you're trying to grow your church and you're trying to figure out how to grow it. Uh, and 
what we, me and my homie, we, we talked about yesterday is some of the best guys. I mean, I'm talking about some of the best guys, and I'm not going to call names, but there are some very talented, and, and we're speaking in the context of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. So some of the best guys out there, um, it, it, you know, when you look at the span of their careers, you look at where they've been for the last, you know, seven, eight years, you just don't see, certainly you don't see any explosive growth. Like, like I don't know any church, spe- specifically African-American. I don't know any predominantly African-American church that's experiencing explosive growth, okay? Um, most churches have uh, some empty seats, okay? Nobody is busting at the seams. Nobody is standing room only. Nobody is... Uh, you know, nobody's church is just popping. Now, you know, you got some churches, some maybe some Hispanic churches, maybe some some island churches, whatever the case be, where where growth is taking place through migration or immigration. OK, but it's not new growth. It's not new people. It's not people introduced to the Adventist church for the very first ch- time. And we were just kind of talking about why is that? Why is that? So much so, um, so much is the struggle that uh, um, some of the guys have found their passions. You know, they pastored and then they found out they had a passion to do some other things. Right. And some guys have even left full time pastoral ministry to pursue these other these other passions and 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 some guys are doing very very well for themselves i don't know everybody i know is doing but you know um of course social media will always fool you to some extent but at the end of the day some guys have left pastoral ministry and said listen man i can make a greater impact um doing something else doing my passion doing something else so that becomes um, something that that we we began to take into account as well. Then we looked at some of the premier preachers, uh, you know, current premier preachers in our denomination today, black preachers today, and <clears throat> we were just like, man, how come their churches just ain't busting? Because these brothers can flat out preach the word; they're relevant. Um, I mean, and and the ministries that they're doing are, you know, they're engaging their communities. They're trying to be very welcoming. Um, One thought was is that the churches that they represent don't necessarily have that same type of welcoming, open spirit as potentially the pastor. So that could be one knock that these churches are just kind of, places where maybe people aren't necessarily cold but it ain't it ain't hot it ain't warm where you just feel like oh i'm at home another thing is that it almost appears as though our seventh-day adventist pastors don't have the credibility beyond um what we would consider telling the truth so you know in 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 areas of um biblical teaching 
you know, because our church is heavy on prophecy um, and heavy on history, you know, we pride ourselves on uh, present truth, you know, things that we believe are happening today and things that are very are going to happen here in the very, very near future. <clears throat> and we are sounding a warning and warning people is not necessarily very popular. But um, some of these some of these great speakers, communicators, man, I mean, they're warning people, but they're also giving great advice on um, family, marriage, um, giving great advice on uh, a number of things, um, you know, just daily practical living, giving some great advice. But, oh, man, we, we were wondering, we were really wondering if we had the credibility outside the SDA church. These individuals are very popular within the SDA church, very, very popular. Um, Some of them are social media influencers from that standpoint as relates to something internal inside the SDA bubble. But just we just don't seem to be making very much of an impact outside of our um, SDA context like like we're not very prominent within our with within the cities that we belong um and maybe it's maybe it's a historical attitude um towards us because we've been very kind of standoffish when it comes to kind of ecumenical stuff you know partnering with other churches things like that so maybe that has something to do with it it's maybe it's a combination of things but i'm wondering i'm wondering if if our pastors were let's just say more uh, visibly more successful okay so if if our pastors were buying property if our pastors were um you know in the business sector of the community <clears throat> if our pastors were seen as movers and shakers in their local areas their local their local communities their local cities um maybe people would say man that person <coughs> excuse me that person is successful and god is really with that person maybe there's some things i can learn from them but right now if if it doesn't have something to do with uh the sabbath if it doesn't have something to do with um <laughs> you know some prophetic understanding of the bible if it doesn't have to you know have to do with some type of bible teaching then we re- i'm not sure you know how much people think we really have to offer in terms of bettering their life and so our counterparts in other denominations um and and obviously you know there's there's more uh what do you call it there's more uh, more small churches than large churches let's just be clear there's more storefront churches than mega churches okay so the mega church is the exception not the rule and many 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 pastors who pastor on who have churches that worship on sunday a lot of them are bivocational um and maybe not experiencing growth either so there is something to be said uh about having money having um being successful in other endeavors and other areas and it would bring it brings credibility to 
um, your ministry. And, you know, the way we do church as Adventists, it just seems like what we do doesn't really bring credibility to our ministries. Um, it doesn't bring credibility to to us. So, you know, when a person comes to our church, you know, people in other in other denominations, people celebrate the pastor. Man, my pastor is doing this. He's doing that. And that kind of, you know, people may be vicariously or, or whatever think, you know, that maybe there's going to be some type of trickle down. And and maybe in those in some particular churches, the pastor has been able to create a a platform where he's able to bring people up, bring people, you know, hire to hire people, to employ people, to, you know, uh, they they buy into what's happening because the pastor is is arguably successful. So when it comes to an Adventist pastor, it's it it just from the outside looking in, it's just like man. You know, a lot of us in debt, <laughs> you know, we don't drive very nice vehicles at all. I mean, we're like, we're, you know, we're kind of like those Old Testament prophets, man, where, you know, people look at you like, man, what camel hair, what, what, brother, what you, you know what I'm saying? As opposed to Old Testament patriarchs who, you know, these, these folk were, you know, rich. These folk had money. They had had power. They had success, and God blessed them, um, you know, accordingly. You know, you look at the kings of the Old Testament. You know, you look at the patriarchs of the Old Testament. These guys are have influence. They have wealth. They have power, um, and a lot of what they did was attributed to their connection to God. And so people didn't mess with them, and and all this stuff. Um, so I guess we're Adventist pastors are more so <laughs> we take the, we take the identity of, uh, Old Testament prophets as, a, as, as opposed to Old Testament patriarchs. <laughs> That's, you know, we, we're, we're broke, you know what I mean? And we're just coming with a word from the Lord. Um, but the challenge is the challenge is this, you know, the Old Testament prophets, they didn't have uh, they weren't responsible for a church. They weren't responsible for uh, baptizing people. They weren't responsible for, you know, um, you know, they were responsible for the, the people in front of them and, and ha you know, instructing them in the Lord and ha having them turn from their wicked ways. But but, you know, they they weren't judged by how many people they baptized every year they weren't judged at how much income was coming in and and so it's a hard parallel because we're not we're just not those we're you know we're, we're a little bit more so from that standpoint than an old testament prophet and at the same time we're not patriarchs because you know we don't own nothing um we owe a whole lot we don't we don't command, you know, we don't have a, 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 a workforce that uh, that we employ. Um, people don't necessarily look to us for, um, you know, look to us for aid. You know, if they know better, they, they know we can't help them <laughs> financially. You know, we can help you spiritually, but we really can't help you in any other element of your life. You know, maybe how to be a better spouse or a better parent. But in terms of improving your life, um, you know, from a financial perspective, improving your life from a, 
building uh, wealth, building a foundation for your family for generations. Man, we really can't. We can't. We can't guide you in any of that. So I just think, man, that you know what might need to happen is where what I'm seeing in certain cases where guys are um, slowly but surely vent- venturing out. So they're keeping their churches, okay? They're keeping their churches. They're kind of maintaining their churches. Um, they're doing, I'm not going to say they're doing the bare essentials, but, um, you know, they're doing what, it need, what they've always done. And then on the side, they are pursuing their passion, y'all. They are pursuing their passion, whether it be, um, public speaking, whether it be motivational speaking, whether it be um, building up um, community, their communities, working with an, another community organization. I'm seeing uh, chaplaincy. I'm seeing people going to the hospitals and 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 working, you know, being employed part time or even full time by a hospital, um, helping, you know, something to number one generate a little bit more revenue for their family. Number two. Um, you know, as you generate more revenue for your family, now you can, um, you know, pay off debt. Now you can save. Now you can invest. Now you can begin kind of to amass, you know, a little bit of wealth, you know, at the same time, if you're pursuing your passion outside of ministry, um, you know, that particular, that may be entrepreneurial and, and that may grow. So, you know, it may lead to you um, rubbing shoulders with community people a little bit more with a focus, not so much of, OK, I'm out here trying to uh, make Adventists out of these people. I'm out here trying to learn. I'm out here trying to grow. I'm out here trying to discover um, how we can better our communities, how I can personally invest in our communities and then you know, by virtue of investing, by virtue of being present, by virtue of speaking out, speaking up, I can become a mover and shaker in my community and therefore be introduced to different people. And then people begin to see me like, oh, man, this 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 person is is someone of influence and and they're doing well for themselves. And then that brings credibility that says, oh, man, God must be blessing them. So, you know, man, let's go to their church and see what they got going on at their church. Now, um, the, you know, one of the challenges is, is how do you translate <laughs> what you're doing off outside of your outside of your church to your church? But, you know, if you're if you're creating awareness, if you're creating a sense of um, people are now know who you are, um, people will want to be a part of what it is you are doing. And maybe it's it's a humanistic idea, but if you are if your family, if you are personally successful, okay? Um and you are a a mover and shaker in the community, that builds your re- your reputation, it builds your ability to influence and it can just go a long way. And then it seems like that once once you're credible, now your ministry becomes that much more credible. 
You know, God is with this guy. God is with this girl. God is with these people. God is is moving this this congregation. And I want to be a part of something that God is moving. And ultimately, it probably took me 20 minutes to get to this point. But ultimately, people want to be a part of something that they believe God is moving in. And I just think that um, being able to be passionate about something, being able to pursue something, being able to um, grow, develop, become a mover, a shaker, become an influencer, I think, and, and, and amassing, you know, uh, your income is increasing. You're able to, um, you know, help and assist people that much more. Excuse me. I think that that all lends credibility to your ministry. Now, the lack of it, you know, I think is why we see what we see today. Anyhow, man, listen, I've been on here way too long today. But, yo, you've been listening to Pastor Jay North here on My Two Cents, the podcast. Hey, we appreciate you tuning in to this episode of My Two Cents, the podcast. I'm Pastor Jay North, and uh, we really appreciate you listening. We want to know what you think, man. We gave you our two cents. I want to hear what your two cents is on uh, what we talked about and shared. So you can do that on our Facebook page, My Two Cents Podcast. Also, if you listen by way of SoundCloud, you can also um, share some comments and feedback there as well. Catch us on platforms, My Two Cents the Podcast on iTunes and Spotify. Or you can go to my website, www.imjnorth.com. Man, thank you for tuning in. Be blessed. <laughs>